Good morning. Hi. Oh, thank you. Thank you. True Methodist fashion. Um, welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church. My name is Justin. This is the worship team. Bye. Uh, we have Owen over there on percussion this morning. He will be a senior at East High School. We're so blessed to have such a deep level of talent um, in this church and through our friends. But this morning, we're going to get started with a song called God So Loved. Who would please stand as we sing about the love of God. Son to save 
certainly did. Let's continue along this path that we're on and sing great things. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome, everyone. We are glad that you're here this morning. It's another Sunday in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Today, it's all about Captain Marvel, the best of the Marvel movies. Anyway, we'll hear more about that as we go. If you're here for the first time, a special welcome to you. May you have a heartwarming experience with Jesus Christ. I'm Pastor Gary Brooks. 
And along with Pastor Daniel Refner, we welcome you. Those tuning in online, may it be a good experience for you as well. Well, uh, hey, in two weeks, uh, it's hard to believe, in two weeks we're having our fall kickoff. It's only two weeks away. It's like it's tomorrow. But in two weeks, uh, we'll have our uh, fall kickoff event, which means there's going to be lunch available for uh, all of us, and uh, you can stay for lunch. There'll be some booths and some tables and some ways to find out about the ministries of Aldersgate during that time, and so uh, we invite you to come. It'll be from 9 to 1, so, uh, you know, it'll be before and after services uh, or during the service if the sermon isn't good. So uh, we're glad you're, you're, you're part of our church, and we want you to be a part of the kickoff. I do want to make mention that there have been a couple of deaths in the church. Um, Shauna Hansen's mother, Nancy Autry, passed away. She was 59. A service in her honor will be held here Friday at 11 o'clock. And also, Jim Clements, uh, one of our members, uh, he was 88. He passed away services are being planned. I hope you'll take a note of the bulletin and all the information that's in there and participate at the level that works for you. But right now, I invite you to participate in noise, making noise, a holy commotion. As we turn and greet one another in Christian love, let's greet one another. If you don't know someone, ask their name and tell them yours. seats, friends. And as we continue in our service today, uh, as we prepare to receive the offering, uh, I want to lift up for you uh, that just about a week ago, um, a week and a few days, uh, our mission trippers returned from Austin, Texas. Uh, I think if my numbers are correct, we had 40 people go on that uh, trip, 29 youth and 11 adults. Something like that. I don't know if the math adds up. I was, uh, anyway, um, so uh, we want to uh, celebrate uh, what they did there. Um, so if uh, you were on that uh, trip, I know there are uh, some of us here. Could you just raise your hand so we can see all the people in the space who went on the trip? Uh, I heard that it was a successful time, despite the fact that it was about 105 degrees each day. Uh, they had a wonderful time learning and serving about food insecurity and food uh, justice in Austin, Texas. Now, I did not get to go, which made me uh, very sad. Uh, so I can't tell you about all the beautiful things they did, but uh, lucky for us, we have a video to show some of the highlights of what uh, the youth and the adult sponsors experience. So um, as the ushers come forward to receive the tithes and offerings today, we will watch that uh, while the blended worship team leads us in a song. And uh, one thing that I just want to say is thank you. Uh, these mission trips uh, do not just happen, uh, but it takes a church full of support. And so for the monetary gifts, for the prayers, the times, the talents that all of you poured in to supporting this uh, mission trip, uh, on behalf of the youth group, I want to say thank you. Uh, this is a whole church thing that happens, and uh, so it is uh, something that uh, the whole church ought to celebrate. So let's do that as we watch uh, these highlights.
Our scripture lesson for this morning comes from Acts chapter 10. I invite you to stand in body or spirit for the reading of scripture. At about noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. And then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane and unclean. The voice said to him a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up into heaven. Then Peter began to speak to them, 
I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. No, your people are terrorists. They kill innocents. That was a line by Carol Danvers, who would soon be Captain Marvel as she understood her role in life and the truth of her mission. She had been taught that the scrolls were terrorists. At least that's the narrative that she firmly held to that was embedded in her mind. It was the narrative of the Cree civilization that inhabited the planet Hala and whose goal was to conquer the galaxy. Captain Marvel. It's the movie. And it's the best movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you know that? It was released in 2019, and it was a movie set in about 1995 on the planet C-53, which is a galactic designation for Earth. Carol Danvers is a United States Air Force pilot that was the victim of a blast from an exploding light-speed engine, and the energy from that explosion went into her... Well, it's the story of an ordinary earthling who becomes a superhero with superpowers. Oh, how we love superheroes. What is it that attracts us to superheroes? Is it that we all want to become gods and rule the universe? Is it that we're attracted to those who who are famous and powerful? Well, if you ask me, It's all about the impossible odds that we face in life, sometimes on a daily basis, like these days, the war in Ukraine. We're helpless to do anything about it. Global warming and its resultant cataclysmic disasters that we're seeing unfold all around us that can't be stopped if we all cashed in our cars and bought bicycles. It wouldn't be enough if we all did that in this sanctuary. It would still... It's people hating people. It's rampant greed. It's social evils that society can't agree on how to solve. Gun violence, abortion, conspiracy theories. And so, there's a part of us that's attracted to superheroes who can right the wrongs and get stuff done. They can stop war in their tracks. They can stop the lying and the cheating and the crime that threatens to destroy our earth. And Marvel Studios hasn't disappointed. We have Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. In this first clip, we see uh, a young friend, Monica, who helps uh, Carol Danvers decide what uh, uniform Captain Marvel will wear And if you haven't seen the movie, this is what Captain Marvel looks like. Take a look. Sorry we can't show the movie clips on the live stream because of copyright laws. But in this movie, Captain Marvel is played by 26-year-old Brie Larson, one of the youngest American actresses to ever play a superhero. Her uniform is deep blue, tight-fitting, and a leather bodysuit topped with a red and golden star in the front. Lightning will often come from her hands. She can fly through the air like Superman, but she's from planet Earth. Her superpowers come through an accident from an exploding experimental light speed engine that she blows up to keep out of the hands of the enemy. Now, if you haven't seen the movie yet, you should, because in the end, 
the right wins out and the evil forces are sent back to their own planet. There were several people in the first service that came out of the service and I thought Captain Marvel was a guy. Hey, set the record straight. They might have been thinking of Captain America, but this is Captain Marvel. And since the emerging Captain Marvel is a human with superpowers, she is subject to the frailties of being human. And her journey is filled with uh, deception, brainwashing, and grooming by the evil Kree Empire, who captured her in a weak moment and sought to form her in their image, making her into a Kree Star Force warrior and taught her their narrative. A narrative which sees the Kree civilization as superior to all other creatures, races, and civilizations, no matter what planet they come from. And the Kree are determined to subdue the galaxy and bend it to their will. And for those who resist, they will attack, they will kill, they will destroy and exterminate. The storyline finds planet Earth caught in the center of this galactic conflict between two alien civilizations. The Kree on the one hand from the planet Hala and the scrolls from the planet well, they don't have a planet because the Krees blew it up. And now they are chasing the scrolls across the galaxy to annihilate them wherever they are found. And the scrolls are fighting for their very existence as remnants of their race are now scattered across the galaxy. The false conspirative narrative that Captain Marvel is indoctrinated with is that the scrolls are inferior the scrolls are bad. The scrolls are terrorists that kill innocents. They're an infestation that should be exterminated. In some ways, it's a description of a very human problem. I'm right. You're wrong. And if you don't turn and agree with me, I will do everything I can in my power to destroy you I will take what, do whatever it takes to control you and make you see the world as I see it. Resistance is futile. Don't confuse me with the facts. No amount of logic or data will change my views. And you can almost hear uh, these voices saying, I don't want to hear your point of view. I want to hear my point of view coming out of your mouth. It is a classic struggle between good and evil. The scroll general, Talos, has blood on his hands too, he admits, but he sees hope in Captain Marvel because he has noted that her energy signature shows that she is different. She's not one of the Kree, and he tries to tell her that. He comes to Earth, and he risks his own life to try and reason with her and to ask her for her help in saving his people. Now, I want you to watch an encounter between this scroll general Talos and Captain Marvel, uh, who, by the way, is still searching for her identity and purpose. And here in this clip, you'll see her in a white t-shirt. Uh, he tries to get her to reason with her and how she can see now that the Kree have deceived her. He tells Captain Marvel, we just want a home. You and I lost everything at the hands of the Cree. Can't you see it now? You are not one of them. And it becomes a light bulb moment for uh, her and the aha that changes the course of her emerging superpowers as she can, he continues to be fully transparent. He says, I know I don't deserve your trust, but you are our only lead. We discovered that your energy signature matched 
the energy core. All right, let's take a look. In this clip that we can't show you, but we're showing in the sanctuary, Scroll General Talus is able to demonstrate to Captain Marvel that his people, his race, are really galactic refugees scattered throughout the galaxy because the Kree Star Force destroyed their home planet and is chasing them across the galaxy to exterminate them. The scrolls are actually refugees just looking for a home and for freedom from the tyranny of the evil Kree Empire. Talos is able to convince Captain Marvel that she should help them fulfill their hope, and that if she helped, that they could get far enough away from the Kree Empire and find a new home planet. He demonstrated to her that the narratives she had been fed are lies, and that the scrolls are not really terrorists who kill innocents, they are simply a people who are seeking an end to the war and are desperately searching for a peaceful location to reassemble their people. As it turns out, Captain Marvel is able to see the emerging truth. She realizes that she has been fed a false narrative of lies. And in her aha moment, she begins to find her identity and purpose. Over time, she pledges to use her superpowers to help the scrolls in their fight for freedom from tyranny and from certain extinction. Really, this whole story is a story about us. Although our story is not a galactic story, it is the story of our desire to end wars and to, and to put an end to lies and have peaceful resolutions to the problems of our time. So often we feel powerless to effect changes to the challenges that the world faces, like global warming, war, racism, and respect for people who have different opinions and worldviews than we have. Hey, you really need to see the movie. It's a modern version of the struggle between good and evil. And what I really like about this movie is that with the superpowers of Captain Marvel, the good people win, and a new peace can be found. And as a people of faith, we believe that this is the compelling message of the gospel. It is a gospel of peace and reconciliation, and a gospel that has the power to end wars and bring people together to change the landscape of life for good. As disciples of Jesus, we do have power to effect change through our service and our love. Makes you kind of want to watch the rest of the movie like right now, even though I've seen it about 15 times. You really need to see the movie. How many of you have seen the movie? How many of you haven't? Okay, I got some explaining to do. Well, it, it, really, it's a modern version of the struggle between good and evil. And what I really like about this movie is that the superpowers of Captain Marvel helps the good to win. This transformative moment in Captain Marvel is very much like the transformative moments or the aha that so many through the years have had when they have encountered the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's kind of reminiscent, if you ask me, of the aha moment that the Apostle Peter experienced at one point, as we read in our scripture just a little while. It was in the months following the coming of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10, 
records the story, I invite you to read the whole of Acts chapter 10. Here's a little bit of context. The Jews were a faithful people. They sought to say all the right prayers, do all the right rituals, observe all the right ceremonies to be pleasing in God's eyes. But they were also a people pretty convinced that they had a corner on the kingdom of God. That they had the way, the truth, and the life, and that they were a special chosen people of God, better than other peoples, better than other nations, and better than other races. The daily prayers of a Jewish person included prayers of thanks that God had not made them like other people, especially like the Gentiles. In fact, the world would be a better place if there were no non-Jews in it. And the Jewish people were allowed to operate a theocracy where God was the divine and they were in charge. We pick up a lot of this uh, from the perspective of the New Testament. We have to be careful how we judge the Old Testament by looking at the New Testament uh, love ethic of Jesus. But one of the descriptions in the Old Testament was of clean versus unclean. In the ceremonial laws of the Old Testament, they were clear what was clean and unclean. And this included people, this included food, and practically everything else under the sun. And the gospel that Jesus brought to this planet is a narrative that is filled with hope, grace, and inclusion. It was a narrative that wasn't designed to destroy the Jewish narrative, but to update it and open it up for all people. In Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 10, we find the Apostle Peter on the rooftop deck of his home. It appears that while he was napping, waiting for, waiting for a meal to be prepared, he has a vision. And in that vision, all of his learnings and experiences come together. And coupled with some inspiration from the Holy Spirit, he saw the evolution of the Jesus narrative that was transforming the world. What Peter believed about who was accepted in God's kingdom and who wasn't, what he had believed for so long, was a narrative that was now for all people. And as he saw those animals brought down on a sheet from heaven, he saw animals that were clean, he saw animals that were unclean, and in that vision, God tells him to get up, Peter, kill and eat, you can have any of them. What God has declared clean, you should not declare unclean. And Peter goes, I don't want to do that, because that's not the way I've been raised. It was about kosher food and dietary laws, but what he saw and what he realized was this is about people too. The Jesus narrative is one that throws open the arms to widen the circle and broaden the embrace of God's love, grace, and belonging for all people. This would be an aha moment for him, for his leadership, and for his preaching. And it would be very helpful when, not long after this vision, there was a knock at his door. And the knock, as he answered the door, was by people who were Gentiles. And they were coming asking for Peter's help to share the good news of Jesus with uh, those whom they served, Cornelius. And Peter realizes Aha, God shows no partiality. This gospel is not just for the Jews only. It is for all people. And so he goes with them, and he goes to Cornelius' home, and there he proclaims the good news of Jesus, recounting the story about how Jesus came to change the narrative from one of death and uncleanness to one of life and belonging. And Acts chapter 10 tells the story how the gospel, the Jesus narrative, now includes the Gentiles. They too are worthy of God's love 
and inclusion. It's a story about inclusion and welcome. We find these stories throughout the book of Acts as the way is opened up for all people to be accepted and to realize that the sacrifice on the cross wasn't just for a specific group of people. For God so loved the whole world that he gave his only son, that whoever, that whoever. And so that's the gospel. Maybe that's where they got the inspiration for Captain Marvel. I don't know. Maybe. But in it, the good people win. And that's the story of the New Testament. And God has declared all people worthy of God's love. And so in Captain Marvel, yeah, the good people win. The narrative of inclusion wins. Captain Marvel now realizes that her mission is to to fight for all that is right and all that is good. Now this last clip is a, a brief clip. But it shows Captain Marvel in all of her glory. And if you ask me, uh, the picture is reminiscent of the bright and shining visage of the victorious Christ with outstretched arms, showing that in the end, the forces of good and all that is right will be victorious over the forces of evil and, his, and destruction. Jesus said to his disciples, and he says to us, You are to be in the world, but not of it. We discover that as we study this Jesus narrative, that we are a people who march to the beat of a different drummer. We are a people who march to the beat of a gospel of love, of peace, of reconciliation. And our work, our purpose is to work to end wars, to to put an end to the lying, to put an end to those things which trouble us, and knowing that in this life we only see things in the mirror dimly, and one day we'll see them face to face. In this last clip, we see something of this triumph as Captain Marvel begins to destroy the weapons of destruction. Take a look. In the Captain Marvel clip three that I'm showing in the sanctuary, we see Captain Marvel destroying weapons in outer space and taking down a Kree destroyer spaceship. She reveals herself to the Kree commanders who pilot the remaining ships, and the movie shows Captain Marvel in all of her glory. If you ask me, the picture is reminiscent of the bright and shining visage of the victorious Christ with outstretched arms, showing that in the end, the forces of good and all that is right will be victorious over the forces of evil and destruction that seek our undoing. As disciples of Jesus, and like the men and women who made up the apostolic band that started the early movements that would become the church, we see the hope of the world that is Jesus and the power that we have to effect change for the good. Well, you got to see it. I even have a copy of it here somewhere. If you want to see the movie, uh, I'll loan it to you. Uh, but it, it, it's why we love superheroes, is that in the end, uh, there is a, a, a relief that wars can end, that lying can stop, and that wrongs can be made right. Well, I don't know what you think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but I just at least want to tell you what I think of the marvelous love of Jesus Christ. If there is any superpower at work in this world, it is the gospel of Jesus. 
And we get to be a part of what that gospel is blessing. Now, we may not see the, the triumph of good over evil completely in our time, but we are promised, and as we read throughout the New Testament into the book of Revelation, we read about a new heaven and a new earth because the old and the former has passed away. There'll be no crying, no tears, no pain anymore, and wars will cease because the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Yes, Jesus is our superpower. He's the one who will walk with us and talk with us and help us sort out the narratives in our life that we may be able to grasp a hold of all that is right and good. Amen. As we continue with our service today, we come to that time where we lift up the prayers of the people. And here at the 930 service, it is our custom to go around and actually lift up the prayers of those who are here. Uh, we are a community of faith, and so it is a good thing to know for whom we pray for. So as we uh, enter ourselves into a spirit of prayer, I would encourage you to hear these names. These are among the folks uh, that we are praying for today. We are praying for Lynn Blankenship, Pat Knight, and Roger Dean, for the, for the families of Nancy Autry and the family of Jim Clements as they mourn the loss of a beloved. We pray for the birth of Malcolm Wittet and for his new parents, Erica and Ryan. We also pray for Dee Dee Snively, Willie Holtgreen, Louise Kabler, Linda, Sue Bloomer, Dixie Bridges, Jim Sharp, Terry Finger, and Mary Brody. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. What are their names and what are the prayers shall we lift up today? Matthew Marin, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. We pray for Brandon McMinn and his family. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. and Annie and for Lori and for Todd and for Gary. Yes, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. For all those who know the pain of death these days and are wrestling with grief, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Let us join our hearts and our spirits together and turn our faces towards the God who hears us whenever we pray. Gracious and most merciful God, we do seek today to lift our faces towards you once again. In the midst of brokenness, in the midst of a world in chaos, in the midst of confusion and pain, we have no other place to turn than towards you. Forgive us, O oh God, our sins. 
Forgive us of the ways that we have turned away from love, turned away from the good, turned away from those that you have put into our care. We can be selfish. We can be conceited. And so we turn to you and we pray that you would give us a vision for a new way of life. God, give us a vision of the world where war, famine, and violence would be no more. Grant us a vision where the world, where we could be at peace with one another. Oh God, grant us the courage to be people who work for peace. Not just an absence of conflict, but an active participation, working towards peace in our relationships, in our community, and in our world. Oh Lord, may the example of Captain Marvel be one that inspires us today. Let us follow her example to be people who fight and endeavor for what is good and right in the world. We lift up to you these names that we've spoken out loud, and we trust that you hear those prayers in the deepest places of our beings that are so deep they escape our ability to comprehend. God, you know us, and you love us, even in the midst of our confusion, even in the midst of our sin and our refusal to follow you. So draw us close to you once more this day. Draw near to those of us who need to know that you are good, that you have overcome every sin, every force of destruction, even the force of death. May we know it today, and may it cause us to turn our faces towards hope. God, we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray with one voice, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Check one. Awesome. If you would please stand for our closing song this morning, As It Is in Heaven.
Hey, Paula, in the service, there's a time of refreshment. If you'd like to join us in the fellowship hall as uh, you pick up your kids, there's, there's holy rolls that are, are there and coffee. And then two weeks from today, uh, I, I, I forgot to mention that the, the uh, scout, Troop 736, scouts will be uh, cooking hamburgers and hot dogs for lunch on the fall kickoff in two weeks. Yeah, so you want to come. And the Kona ice truck will be here. Yeah, so you, you just got to come back. Next week, uh, Pastor Maria is going to uh, uh, touch on the movie Black Panther, another of the popular movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, and in between now and then, go and bear witness to the truth of God's word until everyone is saved. Practice responsible citizenship until everyone is free. Go paint the world beautiful with the brushstrokes of your faithful service. And then work like you don't need the money. Study like you don't need the grades. Dance like no one is watching. And love like you've never been hurt. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be your everlasting gift. Amen.